I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigo Giantopolis. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello, good evening, and welcome <laughs> to another edition of your man's favourite football podcast, Kieran. Um, <laughs> we are back for another edition of the podcast. Um, Kieran, I put a poll out today on the Instagram um, for your lookalike um, between Benjamin Pavar and um, Roy Hodgson, which was given to me by Ian. Um, who said you look like Roy Hodgson in that picture of him being announced as the uh, new Crystal Palace manager. Um, we do have a new segment coming up today named the managerial chopping block here on your baby. Are you looking forward to the new segment? <laughs> Not really, no. 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 Um, so the title of this episode hinges on that poll, really. Um, it's either got to be episode, I believe, 23, the Benjamin Pavar, or episode 23, the Roy Hodgson. But yes, you are listening to your Maz favourite football podcast. I am joined as ever by my co-host, Kieran. How are you today? Uh, okay, Alan. It's nice to have a, a, an episode named after me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of the outcome. You sounded incredibly shocked at me saying you were my co-host. <laughs> you just looked at me. You're making faces now. It's, it's, it's too formal. I don't like it. But uh, yeah, quite good, Adam. This week, the, the clocks went forward. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the extra the extra bit of light is there. I think it's, it's a bit positive. That's good. Yeah. But um, the, the, the light was... Uh, was dimmed last night when uh, my nan uh, made a Who's great that? save. My nan <laughs> and um, and by uh, my lookalike as well. It was, mm. quite, it was quite depressing. It was a screamer, wasn't it? It was a good goal. It, it was, but it was a stupid mistake. We'll get into mm. it. But. We will chat about uh, um, the internationals. How's you? I haven't seen you in a while. Kieran, it's been far too long, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I have th- started a new job, which... Uh, I'm not going to give details on that because that's none of anyone's business, girl. <laughs> that's very <laughs> rough, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been flat out here, I'm really, with the new job, and I'm incredibly tired. Um, and that, that hour that we lost in our sleep the other night, like, I was in arrears, man. I was, I was so tired, like, <laughs> not financial arrears, mental and physical arrears. Um, yeah, it was so tired, but well, it's, it's nice, like, we're sitting here in uh, Studio 2, Five out, girl. Yeah, it's been months. It's, it's been, been like, a while, man. It's, it's like, like a, an interstellar when he leaves yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the country and the, uh, or sorry, the country, the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he starts crying. Yeah. That, that's that's how it feels. But we are sat here with the sun, with the sunset going down, and it's something. It's quite poignant. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's good to be back in the studio. An episode this week where obviously there was no Premier League football. So we are kind of struggling for content. Kieran's delighted because Chelsea weren't playing. <laughs> 
But we will have, as we said, the new segment, the managerial chopping block here on. You have, this is your creative baby. Do you want to fill people in on what, on what this segment is? I think it's self-explanatory, really. <laughs> like, essentially, it's, it's another manager sacked, and mm. then, there will be uh, some sound effects mm. that you'll hear later mm. on. But I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big hit. I don't know, maybe. We are, as well, of course, going to chat about the internationals that was for Ireland. Um, 3-2 victory over Latvia and a 1-0 loss as we said to France we will chat about them momentarily and we will preview Liverpool's trip to the Etihad on Saturday April Fools Kieran the only Fools that day will be me because I will be watching in despair um, as Liverpool go to the Etihad as I said and we will have another edition massive edition as always of Get It Out so yeah Kieran an action pack show on the way yeah how was your week Adam? Grant, it was alright, Kieran. It was one of them where, as I said on the last podcast, if anyone listened, I was sick the week before, so I didn't really get any drinks for Paddy's Day. So it was a disappointment, to say the least. Um, and it was on, I believe, Wednesday night for the Latvia game. It was my first point, I believe, in like four weeks. It was shocking, man. It was a lovely point to Guinness in Beggar's Bush. Um, Beggar's Belief, it was lovely. Um now, good point in Beggar's Bush. Horrible memories of uh, the final in November before get the game. The hope that you had before um, shells were defeated by Derry, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, great points. And then, obviously, the France game last night. The Aviva, when it's packed, man, and there's a decent atmosphere, Like it, it, it kind of makes you appreciate it. Um, but for the most part, it's usually terrible. So It's that big game atmosphere. Yeah, everyone's awesome. at the game. And... Yeah, it was grand. I spent my weekend watching golf, Kieran. You'd be proud of that. Um, the match play. Yeah, that, that was it. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired here right now. There you are. There I'm living a very boring life. It's been a Kieran, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good crack. I was actually talking to a lot of French people at work today. And the way to pronounce Mike Moynan is Magnon. Um, I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. Moynan. Moynan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my week, Kieran. How was your week? Good Adam, I'm I'm delighted the clock's come forward. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I was actually out the night they did go forward, and I yeah. was very confused to find myself drinking a pint, and one minute it was half twelve, and the next minute it was two and one. Yeah, isn't it crazy? It's how, a weird feeling. It's, it's so crazy how time flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a weird feeling. Where were you on Saturday? Everywhere. Everywhere. Here, there, and everywhere. Mm, terrible, terrible, terrible. Bad, bad. bad. <laughs> I think I end up at work, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting the shivers talking about it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it was, it's good. It was good. Um, are you a winter or, or a summer person? Do you like when the clocks go back and the clocks go forward? I, general, right? I was always a winter person in the sense that like, I like a point in a pub when it's cold out and you can kind of like take handy. Like it's cold outside but you get into a nice warm pub you're there with the lads. Mm-hmm. But last summer like I feel like obviously the end of COVID and stuff so you could kind of live your life. But like being on holiday, going to gigs, going to EP and stuff, it kind of made me like miss summer. Yeah. Like throughout the winter. So I, I'd class myself probably as a summer person now but I think there's a lot to be said for cold points on a, a freezing winter's evening I'm not going to lie what, what about you? I think this winter's been incredibly long yeah it has yeah. I agree with you I, I just I, I, I don't know if it's an age thing but it just felt incredibly long I, I just can't wait for that vitamin D to hit my veins mm. baby yeah. I had to buy vitamin D the other week 
But it wasn't. Why were you having a deficiency? I, I just deficiency. Jesus Christ! I, I, I suspected deficiency. Now it was okay. sort of self-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed. Yeah, I yeah. knew you. Were, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Looks like so there wasn't a vitamin D deficiency. It was in my own head. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I felt very tired, and I was like, I think I'm vitamin D deficient. Yeah, yeah. So I got. Did it? Did it help at all? I got paro. And I, I don't know, Adam. It's no. sort of a what is it? Investigate. It's, there's a word for it but it's when you kind of feel better but it's all in okay. your head yeah 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 I, I can't remember what that mm, word delusional, is delusional I'd say <laughs> delusional yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the word described but, but um, yeah I, I, I'm getting better at it I'm getting yeah. better oh, well, that, that's terrible thanks <laughs> <laughs> Cram a new segment the managerial chopping block as we said, it's your baby. So we're going to start with you. We're going to start with Thomas Tuchel going to Bayern Munich. Julian Nagelsmann has been sacked. I think it's a great appointment, Adam. It's a wonderful appointment. I think just before that Champions League quarterfinal against City, Pep Guardiola. I think Tuchel... I think, I'd say he was on the jacks looking at that yeah. nails and he was like, oh God. I think he has a, a, like a psychological edge over Chelsea as well. Uh, over Man City, sorry, excuse me. Tuchel yeah, yeah yeah he has a psychological edge over everyone he's the best manager of all time and I, I, I genuinely think it's Tuchel versus the world in this Champions League right, I, okay. I, I think they're the team to beat now really? yeah I think Tuchel sets his teams up to be difficult to beat mm. and I just think in the knockout format mm. it's going to be very hard to stop Bayern Munich um, yeah. even like the likes of Napoli who are so good I'd, I'd be sceptical as to if they could get past Thomas Tuchel's side now. Yeah, it's an interesting one because <clears throat> I think this squad that he has at Bayern is arguably the best squad he's had in football, I'd say. Maybe PSG, the team he had at PSG with Mbappe and Neymar, you could argue that was better. Yeah. Um, but I think pound for pound, player for player, the willpower and the manpower that Bayern have off the bench is frightening, really. So it's a, it's a prospect that like on the surface you're probably going probably a bit of a weird appointment given the time that it's happened and you know there's only two months left of the season but the rumour that was going around was that Bayern done it now because they knew if they waited till the summer that they wouldn't get him because Tuchel's been linked with other jobs so I think they were a bit paranoid themselves of not getting him and Nagelsmann like I think it's a bit harsh that he's been sacked because I, I do believe that Bayern would have caught um, Dortmund regardless of who's manager um, but I definitely think with two at the helm they could they could. I, I think they'll definitely win the Bundesliga and I would go as far to say that they're definitely moved up in the favourites of the Champions League as well yeah it, it's between them and City for me and possibly Napoli but I, I just think that's cracking you also can't write off Real Madrid though yeah Madrid, which is yeah. which is terrible um, next on the chopping block here on is Antonio Conte he wasn't sacked, but instead left um, by mutual consent, I believe is how they described it. Ryan Mason is going to be back up to Christian Stellani, who's done the door to Antonio here and stayed in the job. Um, Stellani will be the head coach at Spurs now, as I said, with Ryan Mason. As his assistant manager, Kieran, um, it's probably the least surprising appoint, uh, departure, I suppose, of the season. 
Sure, we spoke about it last week, Adam. Yeah. It's, it, it was a his swan song, that press conference. It was beautiful. Yeah. The way he went out. And mm. um, just slating the whole club. And uh, spotted on a Ryanair flight to uh, Torino the next day. Yeah, what a freak, by the way, <laughs> taking a picture of him on the flight. Like, fuck that, carry on. It's so weird, man. Taking a bit, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't do it now, personally, but... Mm. Shout out to Inish, who we sat beside on the plane back from Lisbon. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have done that she wouldn't have done that yeah. uh, I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> you must have <laughs> you should use Twitch yeah thanks we will um, but yeah, I don't the, think they want us at Twitch <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think as far as um, Conte leaving like it's I think he was trying to get a I think he's trying to get sacked to get the payout um, he's left now Stellani um had a good little belt in charge when Conte was sick. Ryan Mason. It's as if any time something bad at sports happens, they go, go on, wheel out Ryan Mason there, get him in. Um, and he usually does all right for sports as well. So I think it's a massive problem for sports. And I think they have to bring in someone who, I'll put it this way, the next appointment has to be spot on. Whoever it is has to be the one. Because they, first of all, they need to finish Champions League this season. Um, and next season they have to win silver. They have to do something like yeah, I mean, I don't think anything is expected of Spurs, though, in general, because they're, they're not a club that should expect success, really. Uh, I, I think in terms of the start, historical uh, the trophies and that. I know they're hungry for a trophy, and they're, I think they're a terribly ranked club. I think Kante pointed out exactly the flaws at Spurs. You know, they need to hire someone with a plan, like they did Poch, because mm. Poch probably would have won a trophy if he stayed. I think yeah, I think so. I yeah, believe I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think they need they need a bit of um, a background plan, uh, a manager they can rely on to bring in his own trophy. I, I also believe that Jose would have won a trophy with Spurs as well. The, this, the League Cup final. Do you remember he got he got torfed out because of his views on the Super League at the time? Yeah, under I think it was under the the cloak of the Super League fiasco. Yeah. It was like, oh, Jose's gone, but the Super League's happening, so yeah, nobody yeah, cares, yeah. you know. It was, I, it was a mad time. I think the the fella in charge of that club, uh, Levy. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a crook. Yeah, oh yeah. He needs out with Spurs. Yeah, if they well, Spurs need rid of him. Yeah, sorry, I don't care as Spurs really. Um, no, I couldn't <laughs> give a show. Um, but yeah, Carol, another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust, um, and another one goes. <laughs> The last on the managerial <laughs> chopping block here on it. I don't know why we're calling it chopping block because we are talking about these people coming in. Conte didn't even get sacked. Like. Vieira, Patrick Vieira, we discussed it last week being a bit of a harsh um, dismissal. But Kieran, the return of the go, Roy Hodgson. Um, oh, the man who I is... forgot about this. <laughs> the man who is the image of yourself, Kieran. Um I suppose, how does it feel to get the job at Crystal Palace? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, honoured to be compared to Roy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I, I don't think it's the right appointment for Crystal no, Palace. <laughs> Palace is another rotten club, man. <clears throat> Just happy with Premier League mediocrity. Um, I seen something hilarious the other week about Palace, and it was like, when, when Joel Ward got injured in, I, like, I don't know, or sorry, when they sold Nathaniel Klein to... Liverpool way back when 2012, 2014 I think they brought in Joel Ward to replace him and then when Joel Ward got injured <laughs> six years later they brought in Nathaniel Klein to replace him so there's no contingency plan at 
Palace at the minute. Again, it's another club that are just happy to be in the Premier League. My um, biggest problem with it all is these clubs, like Tottenham and like Palace, they set these unrealistic standards for themselves. You know, what is good enough? Yeah. There was no... There was no you have to strive for greatness, okay? You I know. Have to. But a club like Brighton sticks by their manager and they start getting progressively better, like they have now. Mm. You know, and there's a plan in place. There's, there's something in place there. Mm. A club like Spurs, they've never won anything. Uh, Palace, they've never won anything. What are the standards there that a manager should be sacked? Yeah, but you there's, want to strive to win something, Kieran. That's you, you want to, like, you don't want to just play football to play football. Like, the reason why Spurs have sacked or Conte has left Spurs is because their standards are on the floor. They've spent so much money on bringing players in, so much money on the stadium. These are things that a club who wins trophies need to sustain winning trophies and to sustain themselves. Palace is a strange one. Because yes, I agree with you. They're in the Premier League. They've won one historically, but you can't, you can't never win anything. Do you know what I mean? You have to eventually build on. Do you know? And I think Vieira. I actually do think Vieira was the right man for that. I do think he was. Um, I think they got rid of him on a whim. I'd, I'd say the the owner got fright. I was like, look, we have to get rid of him because we don't want to get relegated. Which is okay. That's that's an owner acting rash, but. I don't think Hodgson's the right man for Andalus. I do think they'll stay up, but he can't stay there post the summer. He can't stay there like when the season ends. They have to bring in someone different. It's just baffling to me. I, I can't mm. believe it. It is. But, Kieran, that was our first edition of the managerial chopping block. How do, how do you feel? Dun, dun, dun. I don't want Cran, moving on now to... The Republic of Ireland's international fixtures. Um, the Latvia game, first of all, 3-2 to Ireland. Um, Tune it up at one point, Ireland were two goals from Callum O'Dowda and Evan Ferguson, um, of course. I'm kind of raging we didn't win last night and Ferguson didn't score because if we were to name the podcast, Evan Ferguson, it would bang. Um, Roberto Aldrikas scored for Latvia in the third, third minute with an absolute screamer. Um, and a second goal from Latvia through um, Arturs Sozinho in the 45th minute, just on the stroke of half time for Latvia to make it 2 all. Um, a deflected shot that went past Quavian Keller. Chiazzi Ogbene with the winner in the 65th minute to make the game 3 2 to Ireland in the end. I'm not going to lie here on a bit of a non runner for me. I was at the game. The Aviva was packed out. Fair play to the FAI for making people buy a package <laughs> to a friendly and obviously the big fixture against France. I suppose, what did you make of it overall? It wasn't great. It's, uh, it's, uh, these games are they're, they're sort of um, indifferent. You know, you, you, have, you played Latvia at home in the Aviva in a friendly and you're like, do I have to sit and watch this? You know, why do we have to sit and watch that game? Why couldn't they get someone like, I don't know, Switzerland and the Aviva or something mm. like that? You know, I think that they're setting. I know. I understand this to gain confidence for the team to get wins under the belt mm. or whatever. But they're they're not setting a standard. They need to be playing top sides if they want to become a top side. Mm. That's my opinion. Or sides that are on the prefaces of becoming a top side. Yeah. Or exactly. at least decent. Like imagine we got Colombia, Luis Diaz, and all the lads. It'd be fucking great. Or even Argentina. Uh, well, be, yeah. Well, that'd be the dream. Uh, Argentina is. Yeah, yeah like, Argentina. that'd be the dream. Like they played. Panaman a friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Why don't we fly over to Buenos Aires and play them? Yeah, you know, yeah. I think 
there is a lot more potential. But well, I, I can understand that flying to Buenos Aires. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can completely understand not traveling the other side of the country to one be spiked and two be jet lagged for the biggest game of the campaign out of France. I completely understand not flying to Buenos Aires. I'll be honest with you. That'd be great, though. It'd be great, crack. They have a good laugh, like. But then the game on Monday, yesterday, would have been about seven 0 to France. We have Ogbené and Evan. And can't run because they're bollocks. Like, but they have a great time. From, <laughs> from sitting on a plane for about seven hours or something, I don't know. But yeah, to, to get back to your point, I do agree. You need a higher standard of teams. Um, I think at 2 0, Ireland were playing good stuff, actually, to be honest with you. And it felt as though they just let their, they let their guard drop and were letting Latvia in. And the goals were good from Latvia as well. It was a screamer from. Aldrichus, as we said, and then Zorginho, it deflected goal. There was nothing Kelleher and goal could do for Ireland, um, but they were good finishes. But I, I, I don't think, I think if you're playing a side who's decent, like Colombia, let's say, I keep bringing up Colombia, Colombia, Peru, one of them kind of sides who are about to become a good side, I, don't, I, I think you keep your guard up. I don't think you, you let your hands down and face getting, you know, beaten. 4-2 let's say or 5-2 because you're, you're just not up for it whereas against the likes of Latvia you can let your guard down and you see him when Ogbené and Play a bit of football. Mikey Johnson came on mm. they kind of got the goal the goal from Ogbené was decent Mikey Johnson he was on loan at some Portuguese team I, I should have looked it up I didn't um, on loan from Celtic I think it's Vitoria I do, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but Adam I think it's a problem yeah, I, I'd agree. Letting these two goals in, I think it's a problem. We've seen it when we were at that Azerbaijan game as well. Your man scored a screamer outside the box. Mm. I think there's too, there, there's too much of that happening. Uh, I, I, you can't constitute for someone hitting a screamer now. I, I know, but when it happens over and over again, there's something wrong there, in my opinion. There's obviously not enough pressure on the ball, or they're letting it out too easy. They're giving them too much yeah, space. I, I don't know. Like, two like, of these happen. <clears throat> In the space of seven minutes, there's something wrong with it. Yeah, but I I just think it's it's a case of Ireland thinking that we have this one. Mm. You know what I mean? And it, the game itself, like if Latvia had to come back on four two, you're going ah, James, that's shy. But in the grand scheme of things, it means very little. Do you know what I mean? Um, you're not the force to say it's about the shots from outside the box. I personally don't think it's as big a deal. I I, I can understand why it frustrates you, but. Like even even the goal last night, which we'll we'll get on to now from Benjamin Power. That happens again. Yeah, but again, Kieran, that that's a good goal. That's on that's on hitting the ball with the greatest disrespect for humanity and putting him to the top corner and just you know what I mean. Um, whereas the goals against Latvia, I, I do think it's just a case of, you know, kind of losing concentration for a minute. But it is what it is. Ireland won the game in the end. Matt Doherty was captain. I let go Madrid's Matt Doherty. May I add? was captain on the night and he done well to be fair to him he done well um, I thought he done well against France last night as well Mikey Johnson as we said came off the bench assisted the first goal a bit of a, a bit electric he wasn't a on to be honest with you he was good when he came on um, I'm not going to say he wasn't because that wouldn't be true he was good but again it's it's against Latvia there's a lot of hype there's a lot of hype around. there's too much hype yeah. yeah he made a run and the shot was blocked and people are going on as if he's the next Messi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the next Aiden McGeady, but next Messi. But this, this is this is the thing we face is like yeah. we've been starved of players like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean for the past Player one. players, yeah. That when someone comes along, 
like that. You, you, you really are impressed by him. I, I thought he'd done well against France last night. Very well. played to MJ. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's not great shakes me myself. But no. I do think he was good when he came. He started for Celtic, good was. True, well, this this is the thing. This is you know, remains to be seen how he gets on next season with, um, Celtic. Should he stay? Um, but yeah, that was the last year game. Uh, I think we sounded too grim there. I'm not gonna lie. For I, the game we won. Maybe so, Adam. But yeah, let's get into the France game. We'll talk about. The France game, uh, Ireland nil, France won. Benjamin Pavard in the fiftieth minute with the goal, bloody hell, man! I I was actually really impressed with Ireland last week. Um, from a defensive point of view, I thought we did really really well. France hadn't got a chance in the game. When you look back at the game, they had very little chance. I think Bazuno had two saves to make, um, which shows how good Ireland were defensively, and that, and that came as a result of. Ireland being one 0 down and having to press for an equaliser. Um the first half I, I really do think we did well. Um to keep France at bay and the defensive work of Ogbene on the right side, he, he tucked in McCallum and, and they kinda of doubled up on um Mbappe, Hernandez, the undertaker on that left side. They did very well. Um as I said, didn't didn't let France create too much and you look at the France game on Friday evening France putting four past Netherlands. Oh, I was going to the game last night expecting something similar. Um, I was expecting them to really turn up. But look, at, I really do think Ireland did well. Um, Mike Mignot, the saviour for France as well in the end, with two cracking saves. Um, but yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't think you can fault the performance at all. I thought it was very good. And you're, you're a Benjamin Pavard screamer and a Mike Mignon unbelievable save away from getting a point if not three at home to France which is, is very very impressive for a team who didn't look anything like that last year yeah to be fair um, it was great to get a goal in Eviva as well I like that um, <laughs> you look more like Benjamin Cameron <laughs> yeah, the image of Roy Hodgson sorry to inform but um, what did you think I, I, I thought the shape was excellent yeah. I thought he, he set up exactly how he should set up against France yeah. I, I loved the uh, stacking the midfield, stacking the wing back, sort of adding that extra cover on Mbappe. Yeah, I think that was the right call, and he got got it all right. Mm-hmm. But it was so unlucky not to get anything. This this is this is the difference though. Yeah, in a top quality side and a side who are kind of trying to build up, it, it's it's one bit of quality that gets them the win. You know what I mean? Yeah, two bits quality as well. That's it. And Adam, I don't know why we don't set up like this more often. I know. I know. What Kenny's trying to do, play more football, possession based. But I just think we have the players, yeah. the likes of Benny, the likes of Femi, to go on the break mm. and to set up in a shape like this, make us hard to beat. Yeah. Rather than sort of playing attacking football, letting the other team sit back, mm. you know, and making it easy for them, we, we wouldn't be able to break down a low block, in my opinion. Well, I, I think there's a lot to be said for a defensive structure. In international football, especially. yeah, I, I, I do because I think like even look at France in the World Cup. Well, even look at France against Holland on on Friday night, setting traps and stuff. Yeah, literally, and waiting for for Netherlands to make a mistake. They get in, they score, and they win the game four 0 Like now we're nowhere near France in terms of quality. We're, we're against for me for my money. I think France are the best team in world football in international football, um, and yeah, like it's tough one because. I feel in Kenny, a lot of Kenny's games so far for Ireland, he does so well to match up 
with with the opposition, and it's usually one bit of quality that doesn't. And I yeah. think I I I don't know if he's gonna last past this campaign. I I personally. I don't know if he's. I still don't know if he's the man, but he definitely has. You can see. You can see a clear vision. You can definitely see something. I just think this campaign is going to be under the microscope, and it's it's an awful way because he has France and Holland, and Netherlands in his group. It, it it's it's a tough one for him. Um, but I I thought Ireland played very well last night, and I think to a man you you can be nothing but proud of them really. Yeah, I think it, it says a lot as well. And I'm I'm seeing reaction on, online stuff, and other countries are coming out and saying Ireland looked like a good team. Yeah, you know that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I think there there is improvement there. Yeah, definitely. We'll just just stick with it, I suppose. And I think the big judgment will obviously be that Greece and Gibraltar game. Mm. Um, those are the games you need to be sort of getting points from. So, but this this is the thing. You won't be judged on this. Well, th- th- this is I always say about shells and yeah. the games against the likes of Pats Rovers and, and Bowes, I suppose, and Derry. Like, they're not the games that shells the season will be defined in. The games against the likes of Cork, UCD, Drada, etc. They're the games that shells have to be picking points about. It's the same with Ireland here. You have to be beating Gibraltar. You, ha- you have no choice but to beat Gibraltar and Greece. Holland and Netherlands, whatever you get out of them is extra, essentially. Um... And yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for a defensive kind of structure in a, in, a, in a team like Ireland. And look, we were very lucky last night. Very lucky. And from from the stands, like I was look, I was actually had a bit of a keen eye on the Undertaker. I was looking at <laughs> Rabiot a lot because Liverpool are linked with him at the minute. And there goes my hero. <laughs> Watch him as he, he walks. Himself, Griezmann, Muani, Mbappe, that movement from the four. Is unbelievable, and you know Rabiot comes off at one point, and me and the lads were pissing ourselves laughing <laughs> because he wasn't great in the game. But you can, you can obviously there's a there's a player there. But um, I talk Griezmann, man. Griezmann's movement, his position, his passing. Oh, he was great, wasn't he? So good, so so good, and and it's stuff like that. And they're kind of going, look, we're lucky not to have been beaten three or four nil. He had a few good blocks as well. I yeah. understand. Like even the likes of Colo Mani, I thought it was a real handful. Yeah, you know, and even I'll give a shout out to Chio Benny as well. Yeah. I think he, your man Hernandez, didn't have a hope against him yeah. last night. He was shy. And this is this is the thing with <clears> Hernandez. <throat> Hernandez does his thing, and he does it from land where he goes forward and he leaves so much space behind. Yeah. And I think there was one point in the first half where he did it. And like Benny shrugged him off, and he literally goes then right. I am not going forward again because he will get in behind, and it's usually Hernandez pu- pushing the opponent back. But you could see like Benny. Obviously, like Benny was occupied with Mbappe himself and Coleman, but there was parts of the game where like Benny was putting Hernandez under pressure, and you were going like, if he can get in here, like there's a real chance. And look, it didn't come about in the end. Um, as you said, Mike Magnot with the saves. Um, I was there was French people at work today, Kieran, and I was chatting to them about Rabiot and Magnon, and um, the general consensus of Rabiot is or Rabiot or whatever his name is. Rabiot, 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 is that um, he was good in the World Cup, but he's largely shy. <laughs> so that's not that's not handy, um, and a lot of the French people were saying the same thing that Ireland were great in the game. That they were very unfortunate, and that says a lot. It does, it does, and and when you're getting recognised like that on a global stage, it says a lot about the side. And 
I like this group of players and I think there's great players in the Tony Rowans and the 19s looking good. So the state of Irish football is probably as healthy as it's been in years, but that's not up against much considering how unhealthy it was at, at certain times. But um, Overall thoughts, Carol? I think excellent. I think 5-4-1 shape mm. uh, is something that should be looked in. I think you can play that shape and you can also play a bit of football like we did last night. Yeah. And I think continue with that in this campaign against the harder teams. We'll get some results, I believe. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I do as well. Um, I think the Greece game away and the Dutch away, they're going to be so tough. But I, I do think this formation that he, he has them playing lends to a game like that. Um, I think a home to the Dutch and a home to, to Greece, you have to do a France done in their game against Holland where you're setting traps, you're, you're getting them on the break, you're putting them under pressure. Um and that's how you win those games. Gibraltar, you've no excuse but to be beating them. I, I don't have to go through it. I think France are very lucky in the sense that we didn't create a whole lot. But those last two saves, man, they're lucky that Hugo Lloris wasn't in the squad because he's not saving them. Um, and yeah, quick shout out, I suppose, to Matt Darty. There was a point in the game where I think Darty shrugs Griezmann off the ball. And I was like looking at it because I just found it funny. They're, they're both teammates, like, and I, I'd say Griezmann was looking at him going, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and he's like, I recognize you. Who are you again? I'm on the, I'm on the way to Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, unlucky in the end for Ireland, but it was a really enjoyable game. And I think if Ireland keep going like that, they, they'll be alright. Kieran, I am queuing up Daft Punk as we speak. The amount of like, Potential copyright in this podcast is unbelievable when you think about it. Potential. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking storm waiting to happen. Around the world in 60 seconds, Kieran, take it away. Da dum dum dum. Conte, sacked by Spurs, Nagam, and sacked by Bayern. Tuchel, gone to Bayern. Uh, Conte wasn't sacked, by the way. He left. But go on, continue, continue. I will continue. Uh, Netherlands lose 4 0 to France in a 22 minute blitz, Unreal. which included three goals, and then they just shut up shop and won. Um, 4-0 at home in the start of France Kazakhstan beat Denmark 3-2 our boys <laughs> our boys yeah, yeah. There's this, there's still there. up yeah. uh, beat Denmark 3-2 coming from uh, coming from two behind with three goals in the last 20 minutes Adam yeah it was unreal I don't know if you've seen the goals from Denmark but Rasmus Hoylund who's playing for Atalanta right now in Serie A two belters I think he's a Holland region go on continue it's really good World Cup um, England beat Italy 2-1 in a repeat of the Euros final at Stadio Olimpico Wales rescue a point against Croatia with a 93rd minute equaliser from Nathan Broadhead who came off the bench Adam yeah and as it stands right now I believe Scotland are beating Spain 1-0 in Hamden and that is a nice little segue yeah around the world in 60 seconds Kieran we are previewing Liverpool's trip to the Etihad as they take on Manchester City 6th versus 2nd it's a bit grim, Kieran, when you think about it, considering how good these sides were. Previous times gone by. If you are listening to us on the podcast feed on Spotify, do check out the video on YouTube. We do appreciate you checking us out. And we are here, Kieran, in our new lovely OnlyFans Football Podcast sweatshirts, brought to you by our um, sponsor. I'm looking at the wrong side. There's the badge, Bourne Sports. Um, shout out to James for sorting us out, Kieran. We do appreciate them, though. They are nice. They're nice and comfortable. And if you would like one, do get in contact with us, and we will sort they're very comfy. They are very comfy. But Kieran, the, the task at hand today, as we said, Liverpool taking on Manchester City. April 1st, April Fool's Day. Is it coincidence? 
I think not. I I think it would be uh, ironic if Liverpool won this game one 0 or something. Yeah, it no. would be it would be fucking hilarious, man. April Fool's Day. It would be hilarious for the day that's in it. For the day that's in it, indeed. Uh, Manchester City are without conspicuously Phil Foden and Erling Haaland, who missed their international games this week. Kieran, do you think they'll actually be back? Because I do. I absolutely think they will be, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Haaland didn't go on international duty if he isn't injured. Mm. Um, because Norway needs someone like Haaland. Yeah, Fair enough if it's Foden, but here we are. Liverpool are without Darren Nunes, Jordan Henson, who are doubts for the game. Luis Diaz is back in training this week with Liverpool, so hopefully for Liverpool he gets a few minutes. Stefan Bojetic is out for the season. He announced that on his Instagram on a very new, um, I suppose, what, 24th century kind of thing, where people are announcing injuries on Instagram. What sort of grimace is that? I know, it's strange. Um, like Kante did it and you wouldn't hear from him again for eight months yeah, on yeah. Instagram, you know. And uh, Thiago is out with a knock for Liverpool as well. He's meant to be back at some stage in April. Um, I suppose, Kieran, initial thoughts on the game. It's it's a bigger game for... Well, do you know what, actually? I was going to say it's a bigger game for Manchester City than Liverpool. It's actually quite a big game for both sides, given the circumstances of Liverpool chasing Champions League and Manchester City chasing... Um, the Premier League title yeah and it's always a tight game as well you know mm. you look back, back historically and I, actually you're doing that now so I won't do that but um, it's always it all, it's always a tight game between these two teams and I think especially in the Etihad it's Fancy City and the other hand but mm. um, yeah it should be a crack game football mm. that so was very much looking forward to it that was an unbelievable segue here on Fair Play you were seeing into the future. We are going to take a look back at the last six games between Liverpool and Manchester City. And we'll start at um, the EFL Cup, Kieran, in December. The first game post-World Cup. I don't know if you remember this. Um, I didn't know. Oh, it was Christmas shopping. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Manchester City 3, Liverpool 2. Um, Erling Haaland with a goal in the 10th minute. Followed by a Carvalho 20th minute equalizer. We haven't really seen much of him, uh, Kieran, this season. For Liverpool. Um, He's very young still. He is. Mm. Julian Alvarez with a goal then the 47th minute for Manchester City. Mohamed Salah equalised then the 48th with a winner from Nathan Ake. Um, to put Manchester City through to the next round of the EFL Cup. We move on then to October. Liverpool won Manchester City nil Kieran. Um, the day Shells beat Warford in the FAO Cup semi-final. It was a hell of a day. <laughs> Mohamed Salah with the goal that day. Um, the difference... Um, I think we discussed that on the podcast and I think we predicted that game to be like 3-0 to Man City. I think you might have predicted a one-all draw. We had Darren Ravel, friend of the show, who predicted Liverpool, I think Manchester City to win as well. Actually, I was going to say Liverpool to win. But he did predict Manchester City to win that day. And honestly, all of us were wrong, um, which is typical on this podcast. <laughs> um, you go back then to Liverpool 3, Manchester City won the Community Shield. Trent Alexander-Arnold on the score sheet, Mo Salah. Darwin Nunes with a 94th minute, I suppose, decider for Liverpool. Do you remember that day we were in uh, Dunn's Corner? I do, yeah. Good crack. When are we not? Out <laughs> True. Watching football. And then obviously you look at last season, Liverpool ran away 3-2 winners in the FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City. It was a blitz that day as well, Kieran. It was 3-0 within 45 minutes. Kanata in the score sheet. Mane. Oh, Sadio, we miss you. On the score sheet twice. Jack Grealish, Bernardo Silva on the score sheet for Man City. And then the two games in the Premier League last season, Kieran, as we said, two tight affairs. Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. Both games, I suppose, to stand out in that game 
at Anfield was Mo Salah's goal and then it was a great goal from Kevin De Bruyne as well in the game that he had um, Manchester City edged out the league in the end Kieran surprise surprise mm. I can't, I couldn't believe Liverpool beat City in the league this year when, yeah. when they did it was yeah. it was the strangest time and I think they went back to the way they were all season after that mm. it was like they showed up they, yeah we lost to Nottingham Forest to be clear yeah um, one nil at City Grounds, like as we said, we look, we we will take a quick look at the league this season. Manchester City second, as we said, nineteen wins, four losses, four draws, find themselves on sixty one points. Liverpool sixth, twelve wins, six draws, and um, eight losses, which is very uncharacteristic for Liverpool. A massive game, I suppose. Do you see Man City winning here, Carl? Um, yeah, at home, I think they should easily win. Mm-hmm. Um, against this Liverpool team this season. On paper, absolutely. Mm. But the fact they showed up the last time at Anfield, it's fairly inconclusive mm. whether City will win or not. Um, and given the the history, as Adam read out there, of these two sides playing each other the last few seasons, mm. you don't know. But I, I, I do fancy City again, um, especially with that title chase going on. Mm. So yeah, that's my two cents. What about yourself? I think I, I, on the podcast last week so anyone who's looking on YouTube do check out episode 22 the Antonio Conte where me, myself and Kieran predicted the outcome of the Premier League season but I do think last week I said Manchester City would beat Liverpool and it's a strange one because Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp in particular often has Guardiola's number he has one over Man City at times so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool did win here or at least got a draw um, it's a massive game for Liverpool Kieran. they need to win this to kind of keep in the pursuit for Champions League but I'm going to stick with my prediction last week and I'm going to go with Manchester City 2-1 2-1 mm. I'll, I'll go um, I'll go 2-0 to Man City in this one yeah and that is our Liverpool and Manchester City preview if you are watching on YouTube as I said do check out this week's podcast episode 23 the Benjamin Pavard I'm sat right beside him and yeah back to us in the studio Kieran. Benjamin if you're watching <laughs> right, Kron. It's a hard knock life for us. Right, Kieran. We're gonna move on now to our last segment of the show. Oh, the, sorry. Ac- <laughs> <laughs> the acclaimed. Get it out. Our favorite. I, I, I'm gonna go out on a whim and say it's my favorite. Um, it's my favourite. <laughs> we're laughing because Kieran looked at the poll on Instagram there and people are saying he looks more like Roy Hodgson. This podcast is, is going to be titled the Benjamin Pavard because of the goal he scored last night. But um, we are going to take a look, Kieran. Well, the <laughs> we are going to take a look at the Get It Out. Um, this week we have got a few questions as we usually do. Um, you're going to lead, Kieran. I'm going to give you the, the wheel to spin us around. Um, first question this week from... <clears throat> um, Jack Ryan says, Ireland looks strong. Is Kenny the right man to help push them on to get results? I think Stephen Kenny is the man in charge for the minute. I, I'm still... Yeah, that's evident. That yeah. Really <laughs> I'm still kind of on the shelf with it, to be honest. Uh, it's a big campaign for him, this one. It's a massive campaign. Like, he really has to do well here. Um, and and, and what, what is doing well? Like, what is the fine of doing well? Because you're in a group with two European superpowers where you're like, 
is doing well finishing toward uh, beneath them or is it you know finishing second and, and getting to the Euros I, I would say getting to the Euros is, is the aim it has to be he's the right man for the minute I, I don't know who else he get in I suppose would be, would be another answer to that to be honest Joe I, I quite enjoy the games we play under Kim I, I don't really have to an extent yeah I don't have much qualms with the football he's playing so mm. I think if we got someone else in who played third in football we'd be back to like oh Ireland are back destroying uh, mm. I don't like watching Ireland you know mm. we don't want that well the thing is I, I think mm. in every game that he, he that we've contesting he largely for the most part Kieran goes head to head like he does go toe to toe with teams and gets and fucked like, over by a by a moment of quality yeah. do you know what I mean and that's evident from Benjamin Pavar last night and it's out of his hands exactly. we've seen Trapattoni lose 8-1 to Germany you know what I mean yeah yeah so like I, I think there, there's something to be said about playing the brand of football he played last yeah. night as we said but Absolutely. yeah hopefully he is the right man Um. Adam, do you like pina coladas and dancing in the rain? What he says? Um, yeah, pina coladas, lovely. Um, do you know what dancing in the rain? I wouldn't be a massive fan of. I think you can give yourself a call for that. I know Woods is quoting uh, a song there. I don't know if you know the song, Kieran. Do you want to? Yeah, I do. Know the um, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga. If you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight, I think that's the song. Yeah, I do. What, what I, I was referring to. I know the song, Adam, and to be honest with you, I do like Pina Coladas, but never had one. It, it's something what do you I, mean? It's something that I would like to have. Then. Ah, a nice and fruity, man. You would enjoy. And um, dancing in the rain, I suppose. I, at a festival, of course, lovely. Do you remember five out five in the rain at EP? But I crumble completely when you. Yeah, that was up there at the moment in your life, Carol, to be honest. Um, Craig has an interesting one. Ogbeni, <laughs> Ogbeni potential to be a Premier League player. Adam. Yeah, I think it's I think it's heartbreaking that he's he's in a relegation battle. With, I think Rotherham at the minute in Championship or it's heartbreaking because he's he's a quality player and I think last night he really showed up. Um, potential Premier League player, I don't know, I don't know. I think definitely top of the table Championship is minimum of what what he's. Capable of, I suppose. I think the fact he does someone like Lucas Hernandez says a lot about. Um, yeah, well, he that that would be true. But he does the Theo Hernandez. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, fucking twin brothers, whatever. <laughs> to be honest, with you, I think he has the potential to reach that level. Mm. Um, and he looks like he has a head in his shoulders, which is always something that's very important. Like, yeah. you look at someone like Ferguson who's playing at the top level, mm. um, and he looks like he's in good shape as well. And we seen what he did yesterday and what he did against Lafayette. I fancy a move for him. Yeah, I know, it definitely would. And I'd like, like for him to get a move, but we'll see. Craig also says, what's your go-to dip in the tea biscuit? I think we've had this one before, Adam. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go frozen uh, caramel digestive, or I'm going to go with a chocolate hobnob. You can't go wrong with a hobnob. You need a biscuit that lasts. What? This is the problem. What's your take on dipping biscuit cake into a tub of tea? Uh, I think that's punishable by... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, by lifetime in prison that's what I say <laughs> now uh, like a chocolate biscuit cake yes yeah, like I that. had this discussion earlier what would you prefer a chocolate biscuit cake or a like a, a sponge cake oh chocolate biscuit yeah really yeah I think a sponge cake with like cream and jam is, is fairly good though yeah 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Best Ireland AM presenter. Interesting one from Ben Casey. Yeah, shout out to Ben Casey's sister as always. Um, we were talking about Ireland AM last week. Yeah, yeah I think this is boy. Yeah. Um, it's nice to tell people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, yeah, Granny Shoga. I think she was on it for a while. Um, what's your woman's name? She used to walk for Expose on TV3. Oh, jeez. Karen Costner. She's very good as well. Tommy Bowes on it as well. Did you ever see Tommy Bowes on it? Tommy Bowes. Yeah, yeah. He's like a... He's a so memeable. Shit stir. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been very good. Is, um, one, is the Guinness Guru's wife on it? Or, yeah, she, yeah, and do you know what? She's very good as well, actually. Tashi, yeah. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Guinness Guru, um, if you're watching. Um, she's very good as well, I would say. She brings good life into it. Um, or in the I, I what actually, about Martin? I, I, Martin? Martin's the go, isn't he? Yeah. I actually do enjoy Ordin Day. I know you're a slave here, but I do enjoy it. Like. <laughs> um, oh, fuck give man. me a job, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use that excuse anymore. <laughs> uh, next question. How much would you pay for Man U? Yeah, so... Is this the ownership thing? This is the ownership from Cole. Um, you see, you know you're It's kind of pain, both of us to say this, but they're, they're still the biggest club in the world. Them, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich are the five biggest clubs in the world. So you are talking about money. The Glazers, you know, are the type of people, people that peel an orange in their pocket. Do you know what I mean? They are money hungry. <laughs> They they're not gonna let they're not they're not gonna let money like go for cheap is what I'm saying. So they're gonna it's gonna be a pretty penny. What that pretty penny is, I don't know. Um personally speaking a very I, pretty I, penny. A very pretty penny. Personally speaking, I wouldn't pay anything for uh for money United. like I don't have the facilities for it. Like, um but theoretically speaking, you're talking billions man. Fortune. Yeah. You can speak to my agent when you know it. discuss the price for you. Um Next question. Should Coleman still be starting for Ireland? Interesting one from Dave. Um, no, absolutely not. Really? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. He was good last night. He was decent last night, to be fair to him. I thought he was excellent last night. Yeah. A tough job against Mbappe and Hernandez, but I think he was helped out a lot from um, Ogbené on that right side. And I think he was the right side to have as well. Nathan Collins, I thought Collins done really well slotting out when he, when he needed him. Um, I think going forward... You still have to create chances, and I just don't think he, he's he's creative enough. Um, I think Darty on the right, and for me, Ryan Manning on the left. He's been having a good season with Swansea. Oh, that would be my preferred wing backs. But um, yeah, uh, give Coleman his his due desserts, or was it his due desserts? Is that what it is? Uh, his due credit. just desserts? Is that what it is? I don't know. Um, <laughs> give 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 Coleman. He's give, having a cheesecake. <laughs> Or a Give um, Colin. Do you know what's nice actually? A Toblerone cheesecake. <laughs> Give Colin the credit he deserves. He was very good last night um, defensively, but I think going forward, there's a lot to be desired, unfortunately. Yeah, I still think there's a place on the team for him, to be honest with you. Um, he's probably one of our best players. Who is better, Luka Modric or Mateo Kovacs? Says, send him a cake. Yeah, an oh. interest one from Sen. Yeah. Um, a Ballon d'Or winner uh, against uh, a Chelsea player who, who can't get into the first team girl I, I, I think that's a ridiculous question Selen, and I think mm. it's purely uh, based on um, ethnicity and where they're from in Croatia that you're, that you're asking that question I think it's borderline racist Selen. but anyways uh, Modric is better to answer the question Modric is much better Modric is better yeah <laughs> 
you can't compare the two Sam. <laughs> oh god right if Evan Ferguson was called Avicii Ferguson or Fergan Dino would he <laughs> already have a Ballon d'Or <laughs> Koi <Koibig. laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if there's any Fergusons in Italy at the minute. I'm not gonna lie. So, Avicii Ferguson does not exist. Came Movie um, and no, he wouldn't. He's only scored eight goals for Brighton. Like, there's a lot to be said, though. I think uh, having Enio at, at the end of your name does help a lot. Oh God! Like the likes of Jorginho. If his, if his name was Glenn Whelan, he'd be playing for Southgate. For uh, Preston North End. Yeah, but, but his name isn't Glenn Whelan. And he's, <laughs> he's won the Champions League. <laughs> Euros. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mbappe conquered the world, but he never met a lad from Donegal until yesterday. Coleman owned him. Yeah, an interesting one, I suppose, from Kane. Um, yeah, Coleman was great against him. Col- I, boy, I, thought, I thought he was helped out by Benny. My problem with Coleman is going forward, he creates nothing. That's all. That'd be my problem and I think in a team like that when you're playing five at the back with wingbacks you need players who are, are, are good going forward that, that would be my Kwame with, with, with Coleman yeah. yeah 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 that's what Benny's there for Adam. Uh, could we finish second if we play like we did last night for the rest of the qualifiers says Keane Moore absolutely but uh, I, I don't think we will yeah. that'd be my problem I think there's times where we're consistent that we're not and I think Greece away will be beaten. I think we'll beat Gibraltar home away. We'll beat Greece at home. Might beat the Dutch at home. Jeez, oh, that'd be a fun great campaign, actually, wouldn't it, really? Um, that could qualify. That, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. But yeah, potentially, absolutely. I do think the Dutch are, are, are gettable. Well, that's all I'd, I'd say. Um, Ireland fan, says Nathan Smith. Um, yeah, great question. <laughs> um, I think there's a potentially overhyped at times Ireland fans. Is that what he's asking? I assume so. Yeah, um, I assume he's asking thoughts on Ireland fans. Um, I mean, I don't really categorize like we're all Irish. We're all yeah. one to team to win. Like, yeah, why, yeah. why are we a fan base all of them? Well, I, I think you look at the likes of the Argentinians. Like do the night against Panama, like obviously they're only after winning the fucking World Cup, so that's why they're mm. they're so hyped. Um I, I I don't really have any thoughts on them. I, I do think potentially at times we're overhyped, you know, the, the bleeding Chesui on the brigade. Like uh, it is what it is, like it's people or people being Irish like. I I don't really I'm indifferent on it, like do you know what I mean? I, I don't care. Fair enough, Adam. <laughs> um we move on. Uh, oh here he is now Gary, Gary Val he's yeah. looking for his questions if you were Harry Kane where would you go in the summer says Gary I'd probably Who go else? I'd probably go somewhere like the Maldives Maldives is nice in summer <laughs> is he asking on a summer holiday no he means mm. means which club girl. Uh, Malta maybe Malta Malta is maybe yeah I want to go to Malta or uh, I'd love to go to Dubrovnik as well mm. it looks lovely but uh, Harry Kane club boys Harry Kane I'm going to throw a spanner in the works now. We're going. Oh, I like spanners. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't want him at Chelsea. I wouldn't want him at... Uh, I, I'd like to see him get out of England. Somewhere mm. like... Um, somewhere like... AC Milan or something. That'd be cool. Or mm. Somewhere in Spain, maybe. Barcelona. Or, what do you think, Adam? I think Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich? That's mm. an interesting one. They haven't got a striker. Yeah. They're playing with a tube of moting up front. 
Imagine Tusha went went for it. For I, I, I think yeah. it's a real possibility. Well, I'll be interested. Mm. Um, Aussie man for 130 million or Kane for 80 million, says Gary. Kane for 80 million. You're guaranteed goal score, like, who knows the league. Aussie man has a song after him, though. Yeah. And he wears a steel mask. Yeah, but he could come to the Premier League and score three goals, like. You don't know with players at times, like. Yeah. Um, same idea as last week about the... Oh, we'll answer this next week, Gary. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave this on next week, Gary. Yeah. Um, Ian Falloon says, favourite pundit, question mark, most entertaining, one. And number two knows what they're talking about. That's interesting. My one and two is uh, Eamon Duffy. I know, but current pundit. We'll have to go around the box here. Irish pundit as well has to be. Oh, God. Um... I really, I actually have a lot of time for um, Shea Given and Damien Duff when they're on together on RT. That's good. I thought they were very good on uh, at the World Cup. The you, you, bit like Carragher and Neville in the sense where they're all teammates, they're ex teammates. They have that banter with each other. They, you know, they probably have like a bit of a personal rivalry in terms of you know their friendship and stuff. So I, I think they're quite entertaining, and they both actually, to be fair, know what they're talking about. Um, if we're to go abroad, I actually I, I am quite a big fan of Neville and Carragher as well. To be fair, to an extent, when they're not commentating, when they're actually analysing the games, I think they're great. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Shea Given and Damien Duff. Most entertaining. Oh, I like Kenny Cunningham. Yeah, I, I think himself. Yeah, I think I think he's hilarious. Like you know what I mean. Um, Brian Kerr as well. He's quite funny. But yeah, I don't know if you've seen Virgin Media's coverage of the Ireland game. By the way, absolute. Say, yeah. It's where we lost six 0 Like. I think they're awfully negative and I think yeah. there's an agenda there as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, himself and Damien Delaney and I'm surprised with Brian Kerr as well mm. considering his, his uh, kind of connection with the league one but yeah. Your pundits. Um, if we were to go abroad I think Neville is the most entertaining when he gets upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or someone disagrees with him. He throws the toys out of France. Um, I think most entertaining in Ireland definitely and Brian Kerr. Right. I find his takes very interesting. Mm. Um, especially last night when we played well and he was like, oh, we're fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I think he's taking a bit of the mantle Dunphy had. Mm. Um, and then two knows what they're talking about. Interesting one. I think, I like Sadlier, personally. I've always liked Sadlier. I, I think he, he tells how it is most of the time. Mm. <clears throat> Final question <laughs> from Ian Fallon. Mm. One player from Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, if you could get to play for Ireland. That, um, that doesn't make sense, Ian. One player from Wales. It does make perfect sense. One player from Wales or Scotland or Northern Ireland, if you get to play for Ireland. That's how I read it. No, no, no. You're literally reading this wrong. One player from Wales, Scotland or Northern Ireland, if you could get to play for Ireland, who would it be? Okay. Jesus Christ, Carol. You're not, you're not reworking the <coughs> real here. Like. My voice is gone after reading out oh, these yeah. questions. You usually do this. Um, Wales. No, he's not. He's, is he retired yet? Is he fully retired? I'd have gone Gareth Bale. Gaz. Gareth Bale. Well, I suppose Aaron Ramsey. But he's a bit of a journeyman these days. <laughs> um, maybe Harry Wilson in front. One of the wide men in front. What about Scotland? Oh, Andy Robertson. 100%. Robertson. Try on that left wing back. Darty under the wing. You're laughing. Northern Ireland? No. 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 Um, I'd say we'd put three or four past Northern Ireland. 
If we play like we did last night, we'd well, they lost to Finland the other day. Yeah. One player from Wales. To be honest with you, I I think I I'd agree with Adam and uh, Andy Robertson because the left back category in Ireland is woeful at the moment. Mm. Um, Wales currently playing. I actually really like um, Bournemouth big fella. Oh, Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore. Kiefer well, Moore. okay, yeah, sure. I, I think he'd be a great option as a target man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Northern Ireland doesn't get a player. Yeah, they, they, they've known good enough, really. I object. Yeah, Kieran. That is the podcast this week. We do appreciate everyone listening, as always. Um, another, I suppose, quick episode this week, Kieran. Get it out, being the longest segment, as per usual. <laughs> but uh, we do hope you enjoy... Do give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. We're going to get back on the train, YouTube, Twitter as well. We'll get back on everything, Kieran. Um, thanks for your company as always. Any last thoughts, Adam? Um, not really. I'm, I'm longing for my bed. I'm tired. Oh. What about you? Uh, I'm longing for a lamb sip and a lie down and a little sleep and a bit of vitamin D. But we can't get what we want, can we? And we'll yeah. leave, we'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so. <laughs>